You're listening to Tips with T, and I'm your host, Tiara, but you can call me T. I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys my journey of becoming an entrepreneur. Plus, I will discuss tips on how to achieve that financial freedom that you have been looking for. So stay tuned. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tips with T. On today, I have Mr. Ethan with us. Hey, Mr. Ethan, how are you today? How you doing, T? I'm doing I'm great. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, it's good to have you on the show today. So can you tell us more about yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. Um, it's great to be here. So I'm a coach and I'm the co-host of the Run With It podcast. The Run With It podcast helps uh, bring new business ideas to our listeners uh, from successful entrepreneurs. And right now in coaching, I'm focused on helping founding teams reach Fortune 500 dreams. That's, uh, that's my thing. Awesome. Awesome. So very excited that you're on the show today. So explain to us, since you are a coach, what are the, what are four things of growth and achievement that you teach your clients? Okay. Yes. So this is uh, some themes that I, I think we spoke about earlier in the pre-interview. Um, there's, there's four things that I, I go return to with a lot of my coaching clients to set a strong foundation so that they can continue to grow and achieve. So the four pillars are, we visit uh, four topics, which is, um, uh, yeah, and I, I'm forgetting them right now, of course. <laughs> so so uh, highs, lows, wins, lessons learned. It's so funny, I say this all the time. But uh, highs are there so that we can recognize what's, what's working, what makes us feel good, and, and can continue to empower ourselves to become, get more of that. The lows is for us to make sure we recognize when things aren't working for us um, and get, get rid of those things that are bringing us down. The wins is just to recognize that we're making progress and so we can have that energy to move forward and know that, that things are happening. And the lessons learned is that we need to learn lessons. We need to actually make a note of the lessons that we learn. And a lot of people aren't really in the business of making a, an observation of that. And so when I'm coaching people, we make observations around what we've learned on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. It really helps with growth. Awesome. So um, what are some businesses that someone might can be interested in? Like, would you suggest to start right now during this time? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Part of the reason we, we talked about that previously, if anybody wants to check out the Run With It podcast, we did, um, we did an uh, event really at the beginning of the quarantine time called the Recession Proof Startup Saturday. Mm -hmm. And we had a bunch of different entrepreneurs on there. These are successful people who've made you know $100,000 a day or sold a business for $170 million. Really smart business people. And we talked uh, for several hours about you know, what, what are good businesses to start during a time like this when things are uncertain. And first of all, just it's useful to remember now is a great time to start anything. We're in a time of transition. Mm -hmm. And when you're in a time of transition, it's in a time of opportunity. And actually the playing field gets leveled a lot when you're in a time of transition. All the things that used to work stop working. So the people who have felt comfortable and things have been working for them, they stop working. Now there's an opportunity to do new, to do new things. So just to give a, 
handful of examples of what might be good businesses to start right now are um, businesses, for example, that help people save money. Well, that's something that we came up with in the uh, Recession Proof Startup Saturday. Uh, businesses that help people make money, right? So if, if you're in the business of helping people save money or help people make money, if you look in previous recessions, again, this is what we came up with uh, on, on the on the event that we had, the businesses that are, have worked in previous recessions are the ones that revolve on either one of those things or even both of them. Good example would be eBay, right? Mm -hmm. uh, eBay was a business that thrived during a recessionary period because, oh, ha how can I make some extra money selling some things at home that I don't need? Um, and also, how can I save some money by uh, procuring something used? So right now, I would say it's, it's a great time to focus on those fundamentals of making money and saving money. And uh, I mean, that's a good foundational thing for me to say. Um, I'm curious, like, uh, I'm curious if you have, have any issues that have come up for you that are different now that you're facing quarantine and any new problems you've associated, you've encountered? Basically now, um, what I'm trying to do is basically transition to being virtual because like, you know, during this pandemic there, you know, social distancing. So trying to get the right platforms to use and the right, um, integration softwares that I can currently use with my softwares if I, you know, to manage things and to build, still do the teamwork building, but still being able to connect with some people, but also social distance uh, when it comes to team. And then with the clients, you know, trying to still be able to meet their needs without, you know, being actual hands-on contact. So what are some ways and some strategies that I can be different? Um, uh, um, and what can I help them to um, do to create um, or meet their goals? So what do I need to create if I need to create new products and services for them? So yeah, I'm basically in that area right now. I was actually talking to um, a marketing consultant on yesterday about, you know, hey, I can't be as much hands-on with their financial planning. So what are some things that I might can create um, to help them during this time? So yeah, it's definitely, right. it's definitely a challenge, but I mean, I really do feel like this is a good chance of opportunity to get creative, um, you know, and to be able to... So, so just to, just to piggyback on and what you've said here is uh, is calling to mind something like that that's become a really big opportunity is if there's people out there who do feel comfortable with technology who do who do feel care uh, comfortable with remote work or remote ways of of hosting events or things like this this is an excellent place to remember that you have a special expertise that the majority of people um, do not actually have access to. And so like right now I've hosted on a number of, I've been hosting online events for a couple of years now. And all of a sudden I'm getting calls from people say, oh, hey, Ethan, you know, I'll pay you a couple thousand bucks. Like if you could just help us get this event set up. You know? mm -hmm. So it's a great place to look, especially, you know, if somebody listening to a podcast or watching a video online, chances are you're a little bit more tech savvy than you know, somebody who's who's not, uh, especially with podcasts, I feel that people are a little bit more tech savvy or drawn to listening to them. And, and just think about, you might not even realize the skills and talents you have that other people, you know, haven't had the same access to. Right. Um, so definitely trying to get into looking 
and they're doing different things, you know, tech savvy for some, you know, if you're tech savvy, savvy, and you never know, you might actually challenge yourself to exceed a new level that you never thought you would during this time, because it does require you to be creative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and also just being that, that piece of support. There's two ways in which you can support businesses during this time. One is there's going to be those businesses that need to make transitions. So mm -hmm. you can show up and you could say, uh, I'd like to be there to help you make this transition um, and come up with ideas and strategies to make their business continue to work. But even more so, um, you know, you, when you're starting a business or you're running a business, you want to think about there's people that are doing well during this time. Who are those people and why? Mm -hmm. So for example, on our podcast, we had a guest recently who brought up the fact that he had friends who worked in the craft spirits industry, meaning they make like specialized, uh, you know, gins and things like this. And he said, they're making so much money right now because they've transitioned to making hand sanitizer. And it's actually really simple for their operations to do. And, you know, the profit margins are high. So they're, they've got a lot of money. And so if you want to look for businesses that may actually already have a good amount of cash flow, but how can you jump in and be a consultant or help them in some way figure out, okay, what are you going to do with this capital now that you have it? How can you invest in the future? And how can you leverage what you have? Um, you know, for example, for a craft, uh, craft uh, alcohol distillery, Oh, so now how, how can we use this? How can we create a different brand around a whole brand of hand sanitizers or something like this? Or where can we distribute this? You know, how can we market this to a different crowd? So things like that, helping businesses that are doing well do even better is a, is a good strategy when starting projects. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess on, the, well, on this episode, we're going to go through a little exercise. You had me mm -hmm. fill out a form. Yeah. So um, take us to the, you know, the exercise about basically. Yeah, for sure. With the business. Right. So, um, yeah, this is a form that I have a lot of my coaching clients fill out before we get started. And it just gives me a sense of you know, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Um, what kind of opportunities? What's their journey? What's, what's going on with them? And so, yeah, I had you fill this out before uh we started chatting and i can go through the questions i know maybe um i mean i could even screen share if you feel like it's useful or i can just read through them what do you think what do you think is the best way to go about this it's to you it's completely let's do it can you make me co-host do you know how to do that okay you can just... share your screen awesome and then i'll just choose that's it right there. Okay, yeah, so this is the, can you can see this form now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is the strategy form that I have people fill out before before we do calls. And um, what I'll do is I'll kind of walk you through it and we'll just give you a little taste of coaching and guidance and how these answers are useful um, as you move forward. So the first question that I ask people are, what are the biggest problems you're facing now? What obstacles are you looking to overcome in your projects, professional pursuits, or life in general? And you said the biggest challenge right now is trying to expand the business during a pandemic. And um, I'll just give people a little bit of insight of why I asked this question. 
because uh, and you can use this when you're marketing to anybody. Uh, this anybody it doesn't have to be about coaching. So you could send this very a modified version of this questionnaire, uh, for example, uh, Tiara. You could send this out to your clients, the one people that you already work with, mm-hmm. and. The, the reason that it's useful is when you find out the direct answer to what are the problems people are facing with at the moment, it gives you a piece of leverage on how to serve them best. Now, oftentimes we make assumptions as to what people's problems are or you know how, what kind of problems we need to solve for them. Might as well just find it out directly from them uh, what's going on. So it's, it's almost kind of a, a meta answer to the same question that you you, you responded to what's a way that you could work on expanding the business during a pandemic might be to reach out to your clients and ask them you know what are their biggest headaches at the moment and don't assume you know somebody could say it's uh you know they don't have a babysitter now so they're spending more time with their their kids or you know somebody could say they're they have too much free time now or they're getting out of shape or whatever and you want to really make a note on what's present for them, because then what you're providing, you could connect it to that. So you provide what financial services advice, is that right? <laughs> yeah. So exact for example, if somebody is telling you that they're they don't have a babysitter, right, mm-hmm. and and they're they're having difficulty managing their kids, you could sort of you could you could talk to them about how hmm like what how. What, how would having more income have made this a bit easier for you in this particular time, right? How could having more income made it easier for you to manage things with your kid? I don't know. What if you, maybe if you had a private nanny, for example, as opposed to sending them out to a group babysitter, you could still have that person. Wouldn't right. that be nice? How do you get to that place? Well, you know, you've got to invest. You've got to save. You've got to manage your money. And that's how, why I'm here to help you, right? So, it, you can see how that's different selling it to them based on what's really present for them what their problem is versus sort of saying, hey, don't you want to buy a nice car or go on a vacation? Like, no, I don't, I'm not thinking about vacations. I'm just thinking about my kid mm-hmm. and like how I could possibly have, have managed the situation better. So hopefully that's a little bit helpful uh, in, in response to that question. Any thoughts on that from you? Well, that's some good thoughts. Um, cause like you know, I really feel like that some people might eventually have to trans transition to having in home nannies more and doing um, um, hiring you know teachers to teach at home, um, in home tutorings. Um, uh, because they don't really feel comfortable with sending their children back to school during this time. Um, so yeah, that may be a good thing for me to start saying, hey, well, you know. In order to achieve this, let's go back and look at your finances. Let's see where you can cut back. Let's see where you can save. Um, and what areas is it cheaper for you to get a nanny versus cheaper versus you sending them to daycare? Um, mm-hmm. So those those type of things. So that really, exactly yeah. And then the key there too is like when you actually reaching out to the people who who are in your space, you know, they may have nothing to do with you know, taking care of kids, they have their own issues. And then when you call them for a follow-up and you say, hey, I just want to give you a little concept on how we can solve these problems, then you're talking about what's very specific to them, you know, whether it has to do with, oh, they don't have enough space in their house or, you know, whatever the problem of the moment is for them, you're going to frame your services in terms of that. Okay, so the next question I ask is, 
what part of your work life do you feel most powerful, most helpful to others, most appreciated by others? You said um, it is when you're working on your podcast. So that's good. I'm glad you feel very powerful right now, or hopefully you do. <laughs> so I'm glad to share this powerful moment with you. Um, offering services to your clients, hosting webinars, seminars. Okay, great. So just why do I ask this question to people? Um, it's because a lot of us think that the things that we might be able to make good money at should be also the difficult things, right? Like the things that, you know, I, if I'm gonna make, a, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, it shouldn't only take me a few hours to do, or it shouldn't be super easy or very natural for me. It's gotta be some arduous thing. And, you know, while hard work is definitely necessary commitment, I find that people don't give themselves enough credit um, living into the things that they're actually good at and that they enjoy. And those things, even though they may be easy for you, they're actually often hard for other people. Right. So if you feel powerful um, working on your podcast, then you know, do more podcasting, right? Like mm -hmm. keep working on it. And maybe you can be an inspiration for other people making podcasts when you're offering your services to your clients. Focus on the services. But if there's like admin, right, that you don't like, um, or <laughs> I'm going to skip to the next question. You said you it's the opposite. What part of your work life do you feel out of your element or like you're wasting time and energy marketing and development of new marketing strategies? So if that's the case, we want you to focus on offering your services to your clients and then find some way to outsource and minimize the time that you need to spend marketing and developing new marketing strategies. You know, maybe you want to consult on it a little bit, but you need to be in your zone of genius. You need to work on the podcast, you need to offer your service to your clients and you need to do these webinars and seminars and anything else that's making you slowing you down. You need to find ways to outsource this and do it, do it less. Make sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. And I'll move on to the next one. What are your goals for the coming months, year or years? Anything you see as a big dream to achieve. So the main thing is to set up uh, the business to mostly run on its own. Okay, great. And I'll give you a little bit more insight on, um, even though you don't, don't like to think about the marketing as much, we'll talk about it for a second, why I asked this question from a marketing perspective. So you, if you ask these questions to your clients, right, and they have a goal or a dream, then you can frame your services in terms of their goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. So again, you don't just say generically, oh, you want to go on a vacation, you want to, you know, you know, have a pool in retirement or whatever, you say, what are your goals and dreams? Oh, I always wanted to start my own business. Or, you know, some people are going to have their own unique dreams mm -hmm. and you need to align your services in terms of what their specific dream is. And the more you can do that, the more they go, oh, wow, Tierra understands me and I want to work with her, you know, and she's not just trying to sell me a generic, uh, a generic package. Have you seen that, um, like, like in your relationships with your best clients that you kind of understand more clearly their specific dreams and goals? Absolutely. I have a couple of them now that like really are reaching out to me because they're like now that we develop a um, relationship with their finances and stuff and they always had dreams of starting their own businesses or becoming an entrepreneur. So now they want me to walk them through the steps of doing so. Right, right, exactly. So um, 
Yeah, and that's also just a point for your zone of genius too, is maybe is helping those other entrepreneurs and focusing on that uh, part of what you do. Um, so, and in terms of your, your goal is to set up the business to mostly run on its own. And how, how far are you along in, in making that happen? Um, well, trying to, well, now I kind of did, got a um, virtual assistant to help me with the marketing strategy and stuff like that. So get some of that stuff up and running and flowing pretty well. Um, once, you know, I get that up and running pretty well and increasing the clientele, um, she will also be assisting me with hiring um, full-time employees. Um, so cool. to help with that, so that way I can just be the CEO and not really have to be hands-on. So we have a plan. Um, <laughs> we're working on it, but, you know, um, at least I did decide that it's best for me to outsource like my marketing um, strategies and some like a little, my, little bit my admin work to my virtual assistant. That way it can free up some time with me to be creative and create the new products and ideas and just take that and run with it. And she's very, very helpful. She even, um, if she sees me working on something inside of our management portal, she's like, oh, well, I can assist you with that. So it's, it's good to have someone on your team that can help you too as well. Nice. I'll, I'll send you a link um, afterwards to a service called Acadium. Have you heard of Acadium? Mm -mm. It's a service that offers marketing apprentices. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do marketing, marketing, digital stuff, you know, websites. Um, but basically you pay a $300 flat fee for three months worth of work. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't actually get paid to the apprentice. It, get pay, it gets paid to the service. And the apprentice is working for free for the learning opportunity. And you know you can try to find somebody who is aligned with what you want. Like if you're doing Facebook marketing, they want to do Facebook marketing. If you're developing a website, that's what they want to do. And they're not the um, most advanced, but some of them are really, really hard workers. And it's a great resource uh, where you can inexpensively start working on your, you know, practicing your skills to outsource tasks to, to others. And if in the end, they work about 10 hours a week. And if you do the math, 10 hours a week for three months, $300, it's like less than $2.50 an hour. Yeah. And again, they're not working for $2.50 an hour. They're working for free for the experience. Um, but for you as a business owner, it's very affordable. Mm -hmm. I consider that. Um, Okay, so what are some other individuals, organizations, or projects that you've aspired to emulate or that you admire? <laughs> Rihanna and Kay Michelle. All right, cool. Um, another explanation, like why do I ask this question? Again, if I'm, if I'm working with someone, um, I need to know how to resonate with them, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I'm working with you, I need to know that like that Rihanna is somebody who you look up to, you know, and that K. Michelle is somebody that you uh, look up to. And I would, if I was working with you as a client, you know, I'm not going to go crazy if it's, if it doesn't make sense, but I will a little bit, I'll research these people and try to understand uh, more fully, like why they're inspiring to you, you know, and how we can make your path a path that is similar to theirs. Right. Mm -hmm and find out more what you like about them and how you can become more like that. So um, what's an example for Rihanna of something that, you know, she does or has that you aspire to do or have? Uh, well, one thing I, I really admire about Rihanna, even though she is a singer, she has multiple businesses now. So now she like has, um, 
her makeup line and now she has her lingerie line out so she's not just as she's she's basically exhausting and getting into more um different areas that you will that i won't say that surprised me because she's a very very beautiful person but it kind of helps boost her image and makes her who she is and mm-hmm. you know um you know and a lot of people a lot of women wants to feel um you know beautiful and and stuff like that so i felt like she took her image as being an artist and then apply that to something that can probably help other women feel beautiful and you know by doing the makeup line and by doing her um, lingerie line, things of that nature. So that's why I kind of look up to Rihanna. I'm like, okay, like she's not just a singer. She also is getting the strings of income from other people, but as well as, you know, using her image to help other women feel confident within themselves through maybe her lingerie line or her makeup line. Okay, great. And so, um, that's really great information. And I, I bet that the way that she's presenting it is in terms of, you know, like you said, she's talking about feeling beautiful and being beautiful. And the, it's about your individual beauty. Like everybody's mm-hmm. got their own way of be- being beautiful. Like you don't have to be like Rihanna per se to be mm-hmm. beautiful. I will say this, which is an interesting exercise that I give people. When you look up to someone, when you emulate them, uh, just as an exercise, right? It's not like you become them to be, you know, because they're they're better than you, but to kind of feel a little bit what it takes to be more like them. Mm-hmm. Take like a short YouTube video of them giving a speech or, you know, probably not singing if you're not a singer, but like talking uh-huh. or just doing something that you admire. And it doesn't have to be like too long, maybe like a minute or two. Um, even go so far, and this is kind of kooky, but I feel like it, I've done this myself and it's pretty, interesting um the results you can get learn the words that they're saying mm-hmm. and memorize them and learn the body postures that they have you know like like carry yourself the way that they're carrying themselves and basically do a little exercise in being them you know what is it like to move like rihanna moves mm-hmm. you know not like you know, dance moves per se, but unless you want to do that, but like moves how she carries herself when she's in front of people, right? And when she's doing the things that you admire that she does and talk like she talks, like like Rihanna's going to say things, you can say the same things, but you might not even say them the same way. But what if you said them the same way that she says them? And what's interesting about this exercise is it really like, it, it really gets your mind in the place to understand that all of us, even though we're excellent how we are, if we want to change or we have to want to get to another place, we've got to transform ourselves, right? We've got to become a different person. And what's that like? What does it feel like? Well, how can I best understand what it feels like to be Rihanna in some small way? Let me act like she acts and talk like she talks. And anyways, I would say, it, you can try it if you want, or if listeners want to try it. It's an interesting exercise. I did it when I wanted to become a, uh, I, I didn't talk about this because it's kind of off topic uh, at the beginning, but I have a PhD in neuroscience, right? And I was a musician. Uh, I studied music. These are all things that are a little bit tangential to the business and coaching things, but these are parts of my life. 
when I was a musician, I was thinking about becoming a neuroscientist, but it felt really, really odd to me. You know, how am I going to get there? And I found a video of a very famous scientist, Richard Feynman, of him giving a talk about, you know, a complicated scientific thing. And I did that very exercise. I memorized what he said. I talked like he's like, okay, and this, and so maybe someday I can be like him, giving a lecture to a group of people, explaining something complicated in an understandable way. And what's interesting is uh, two or two years later, um, after I had, you know, kind of, found a kind of kooky way of getting myself into the academia and into science. I, uh, my PhD advisor, he threw me into a biology classroom um, and I was teaching um, the undergraduates in a bio 101 lab. And I recorded myself on video just to like, you know, just to watch myself, you know, teaching and see if there was anything I could improve on. And I went back and I watched the video and I had this really uncanny moment where I was like, well, look, I, that's, that's me. I'm in front of a bunch of people explaining a really complicated thing. And it's, it's kind of exactly the thing that I, that I had intended from doing that little exercise. And I had even forgotten that I had done it. So, so just to give you a sense of like, it, it, it might feel funny, but it's actually, it's, it can be a powerful thing to try. Um, who's the ideal individual or group you can serve with your projects or pursuits. So let me know if there are a couple types. You said your ideal group that you've been trying to target for small business owners. Yeah, that sounds perfect because you told me um, that, uh, that those are people that you resonated with. And the, the thing here is that the more you can drill down, are you familiar with the concept of a customer avatar? I am. Yeah. So the more you can drill down very specifically into those types of people, the better your business is going to do. Mm -hmm. Like they're a business owner, but you know, what's their age? What's, you know, what's their others, what type of business even, you know, um, just, and, and so, and then me as a coach, it's very useful for me to know, okay, we're going to be working with Tierra to make sure she connects with small business owners. And we're going to be very um, conscious of the fact that that's our current strategy and it might shift a little bit. Maybe there are certain type of it. And I'm going to constantly have my eye out for how can we shift your direction so that you're aligning with the best type of clients that you can serve. Any things that you think of right now um, to like give more details in terms of what clients you work best with? What kind of businesses do that? Um, what kind of business does your favorite client have? I have several. Um, I have truck drivers. Um, um, I have security, people that work in security. Um, so it's, it, it very, it ranges um, for what I really do do. Um, but mostly I had like a, most of my experience lately has been with truck drivers uh, recently because a lot of people have been trying to um, self-contract yourself out to be a contractor so mm -hmm. basically i've been working with that um i also work with um hairstylists barbers so um just people that's really just trying to get out there and get started mm -hmm. um too so i mean i it's it's a lot of genres um i think truck drivers is maybe my favorite one and then um, with the hairstylists and the barbers um are another one of my favorite ones but um just because I've considered them my favorite because they're just like really so passionate about what they do and what they want. And when we sit down, we make a plan 
they implement that plan. So I guess, well, yeah. Yeah, my brother, my brother was driving a truck for a while. I think uh, at least for him, and I also had a friend, have a friend who's a truck driver and also a coach who's been kind of coaching other truck drivers on how to, mm -hmm. you know, it's actually really difficult to manage your life on the road, you know, and, and, and like stay healthy, eat healthy right. food, get exercise. Mm -hmm. stuff. So he's kind of that conscious trucker kind of guy that he's helping other truckers. But um but yeah, so I think that that makes sense that, and, and so the few truckers that I've, I've met have all been on the same tip. I'm just, I'm doing this thing. I want to save some money. I want to get myself in a better position. And it's all about, they're very focused. They're very yep. focused. Um, so yeah, that sounds like a good niche. And so again, if I was coaching you, I would, we would look at that and see, can we expand that in some way? Uh, have you, do you? When's the last time you asked your truck driver clients to refer you to another truck driver? Um, I had asked them, I know before the pandemic, I might need to reach out and ask them again to start sending me some of their friends um, that okay. they know cool. um, that drive trucks um, or their own opera owner operators, um, different things of that nature. Um, Cause um, yeah, I haven't did that in a while due to the pandemic, but, I do need to reach out to them and tell them, hey, can you refer me some more of your friends or anybody that you know that possibly drive trucks or even like beauticians or, you know, with my beauticians that I deal with in Barbaras. Yeah. And how about testimonials? Have they given you testimonials? Um, they do have testimonials. I need to follow up with them to see if I can get them to actually do a testimony on my page, um, my website, but they do have testimonials on, you know, how um, they were able to start their business and I assisted them through their process because um, most of the ones, you know, that I'm mentioning, I helped them or, you know, assist them in with getting the paperwork done, um, making sure they're in compliance with the state and local government, the federal government said, you know, so they can be operating correctly so definitely need to follow up with them yeah that sounds good yeah mm -hmm. and i don't know what kind of system you have but i recommend like a, a system where at a certain time and maybe you could talk with your assistant about it if this makes sense you know whether it's one month two months three months after working with them probably like the first point at which you think that people tend to see results of some sort you know mm -hmm. that they're appreciating automatically every time with every client you you, you have a, a message or a sequence you send them that basically says hey you know it's been really great working with you and um you know i'm trying to expand my business you're you're one of my favorite clients and i would love to have more clients like you specifically so um two favors one do you think you could write me up a little quick testimonial you know what was what was your life like before we were working together and how did it change for the better and two uh, just send me the name of, or, or, you know, make a little email connection with two people who you think might work well with me as well, you know, who are like you. Um, but if you do it very systematically, it makes it like, you don't have to think about it anymore. You know? But it sounds like you're doing a pretty good job of, of that as well. Um, how are we doing on time? You want to visit this last question? Yeah, we can visit the last question. Awesome. Uh, what's your current strategy? How are you currently addressing challenges? How much time do you spend? How easy is it for you? And I ask this question, again, for the people that are potential clients to, to really drill down to, there's probably something that's not working about what they're doing. And so figuring out what they are doing right now 
we can have some clues uh, where to look for the places where we can uh, improve the strategy. So right now you said you invited, you're invited into a task management uh, software to help you and the virtual assistant to stay on task and communicate better. Um, we are able to see each other's progress. It's actually cut out on wanted time that has been on, that has been on trying to figure out what task needs to be completed. Okay, that sounds really good. And in terms of, um, in terms of, is there anything you can see about these type of communications that could be improved? or anything you are like concerned that um, like, you know, you're missing out on, on an opportunity with that or maybe you're wasting a little bit of money or anything like that? Um, actually, I mean, I feel like me using a task management system, so me and the virtual, my virtual assistant can go in there and communicate on one platform is better um, because we did have a couple of issues where emails are getting looked over. Um, mm -hmm our emails going to spam and I go into the inbox. So on this one particular platform that we use, everything right. there, like she would get notified. Um, it would send her an email saying that I had uploaded a task or I responded to her comment and vice versa with me. Um, so that way we can kind of stay on task. I mean, and, I, and then um, I actually, you know, you know, you can, it's, there's trial versions out there. So um, basically using trial versions, trying to see if it works well for me and her. Um, mm -hmm. If not, then we'll try to try something else. But so far, so good. Okay. All right. That's that's. It sounds like that's a pretty good strategy for you. What task management software is it? Like one that's open to the public, or is it specific um, to the virtual? It's assistant? open. It's open to the public. Um, I recently got um, was advised or invited to use Asana. Um, Asana. So we're okay. using Asana. Um, I was using um, Trello, but I kind of like Asana better because like. It's just so much more better to me than Trello. Um, that's just my preference. Cool. Yeah, um, I think these. I've worked with a bunch of these different ones. I feel like it's also depends on the task, the the sort of like project. Too. Yeah. So I think some projects work mm -hmm. different ones better. I'm using Asana for a project right now too. Yeah, that's really good. So I think that given this question, you know, in terms of moving forward with you. It doesn't seem like there's necessarily a hole in this strategy. It seems like you've 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 got a new strategy that you're really excited about. <clears throat> and so the key here is to say, how can we take the strategy that's working now and optimize it, you know, and take the things that are working and make them even better and <clears throat> use it as a tool to remember uh, what your what your overarching goals are. Like, you know, try to expand the business during the pandemic and um, set up the business to run on its own. So how can we use this new relationship that you've created with this assistant mm -hmm. to focus on those two overarching goals, to expand the business during the pandemic um, and to make, make the good business uh, so that it can mostly run on its own. Yeah, so basically that's, that's uh, a little bit of a taste of what a first session with me looks like. Mm -hmm. It's me getting to know you and see, you know, what are the things that drive you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Where are you headed? And um, yeah, that, do you have any questions? No, I was, it's very, it was very thorough and um, you gave good feedback. So I would definitely recommend my listeners to book a um, coaching session with you because um, these questions, um, even though we don't realize what we're, you know, what you're looking for when we answer them, because 
you know, some people, they're just like, okay, but you, I understand how they all connect now um, when it comes to coaching and getting that advice that you need from someone. Well, thank you again, Mr. Ethan, for walking me through your coaching session so our listeners can get an experience of it. So I'm going to share your social media handles so you can tell people how to get in contact with you if they would like to. So Mr. Ethan, tell us how we can get in contact with you. Yeah, so you've got the links up there. I think the best way to kind of keep keep in touch with what I'm up to is to go listen to our podcast. It's something that is geared towards people starting and running businesses. It's called the run with it podcast. You can go to www.runwithit.fm to start listening to that. Um, and then if you want to check out uh, coaching or you want to contact me individually, um, I didn't give you my email address, but you can just use my first name, E-A-T-H-A-N at runwithit.fm. And you'll get in touch with me and we can start um, talking about setting up a session. And like I said, uh, I don't know if I, I think I mentioned it. The first two times I meet with someone, it's it's a no cost meeting because I really need to know you before we get started. And it also needs to be a, a mutual, uh, a mutually agreeable thing. I, I need to feel like it's a good fit as well as you do. So um, yeah, so there's a, it's, a, it's a low investment, uh, but high value thing where you can learn a lot if we just have a meeting and get through the, the first couple and see if we want to take it from there. Awesome. And if you guys, if you want to get in contact with me, um, my contact information is, or well, my phone number is 910-317-0396. You can send me an email at contact at mjfinancial.biz. You can schedule a consultation on my website, www.mjfinancial.biz. And you can find this episode on Anchor, you guys. And you can also find this episode, you guys, on the YouTube channel for MJ Financial Management. Thank you again, Mr. Ethan, for being on the show today. I highly appreciate you. Thanks a lot, T. Yeah, it's been fun. Great to, great to be here with you. Well, all righty, you guys, and we will see you on the next episode of Tips with T. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the podcast channel, please become a supporter. Your support helps me to bring you more Tips with T. I greatly appreciate it, and this podcast wouldn't have been possible without you.